Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to 2024, the first episode of the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast of the year. With me is Ryan, and uh, what better way to start 2024, Ryan, than to talk about the awards that uh, the Utah Film Critics Association voted and awarded yesterday for the uh, films of 2023. Sure, yeah. Uh, recap. <laughs> right, well, yes, we'll recap. Well, 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 some of those movies haven't come out yet either, so... That, and, and that is sad. Uh, and we'll we'll talk about a lot of them. Uh, let's, But let's give the, the big, uh, the general numbers going in first. Uh, which is Oppenheimer had 10 nominations. Uh, uh, Poor Things had nine. And then Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, and Barbie all had seven nominations. And I say that because some of those words are going to appear more than others. Uh, and uh, some words are going to appear that I didn't just say. Yes. Uh, so... Um, Let's 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 talk about it. let's let's start with the uh, the easy stuff first. We started because we had seventeen categ- eighteen categories because we created a category, um, which I I it was my answer to a question that we had. So you know I I'm not poo pooing that category at all. Uh, but let's let's talk about some of them. Uh, 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 best used to be called best foreign language or best foreign film. Uh, now it's best non-English feature. Um, and we had one called anatomy of a fall. Godzilla minus one. Everyone should have seen that by now. Society of the snow, the taste of things and the zone of interest. Five very good movies. And there was a spirited discussion. Uh, and there, there was, there was because if if you haven't heard of the zone of interest, it's about Nazis. So you automatically are going to have a very spirited discussion because you're talking about a movie about Nazis. Um, and of course, Godzilla, because you you have best film and Godzilla in the same group of words, which automatically makes the conversation interesting. Um, but again, these were all good films. The Taste of Things is a, is a very art house movie. Um, what you might think of more as a classical non-English feature when it comes to awards season, I think. Anatomy of a Fall is a French language film, generally. Um, another good film. Uh, and Society of the Snow is the the uh, uh, was it Uruguay? Yeah, the rugby team. Rugby team that crashed previously entered on film starring a lot of Hollywood people called Alive back in the day. Um, so yeah, so there was a lot of spirited discussion and, uh, the eventual winner was the zone of interest, uh, the Nazi movie, um, over not by a lot, uh, by Godzilla minus one, which a says a lot about Godzilla minus one. Um, and, but two, uh, what did you think? Uh, uh, how do you feel about the winner? Like I said, these are five good movies. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I, I, I'm, naturally um 
curious about uh, you know, uh, World War Two era films, particularly those that uh, uh, deal with uh, the society issues and mm-hmm. culture and whatever. So, uh, you know, uh, sometimes I feel like, you know, I, so yes, I, I was totally fine with, uh, I think, Xenovich uh, uh, was one of my top five films of the year. Um, but, uh, but I do throw in the caveat of uh, I'm, you know, naturally interested in a lot of those things simply because I've been to Germany uh, a few times and really like the German people and, and have a really hard time um, making sense out of something that will never make sense. Yeah. Um, basically. So, uh, no, I was totally fine. Um, you know, I think, I think the one thing that's, that's interesting about awards is that they aren't necessarily, you know, you look at the winners and, and the lists and, and they aren't necessarily, they don't tell the whole story. Um, if that makes sense. I mean, because, there's a lot of love for all, all of, uh, for a lot of films that, that didn't win in this, this category. I think everyone uh, pretty much acknowledged the fact that they would have been happy with just about any of the winning. Yeah. Uh, said I, I made a passionate plea for, for Godzilla minus one, uh, just based on the fact that it's so good that it, it's even in the conversation, uh, for, for best anything that's not best Kaiju movie. Um, so, but no, anatomy of a fall is, or excuse me, zone of interest is great. Um, but again, all of me, anatomy of a fall is another, it was, was good. Society of the snow was probably my least favorite because I felt like I'd seen it before because, yeah, yeah, well, I felt like I knew a lot of the shots, not just the story. I felt like a lot of the shots were similar. I felt they addressed certain aspects of it differently, which was fine. Um, but so for me, it was my least favorite of those five, but yeah, any of those five would have been great, uh, to have win. And it's the zone of interest, um, which if you can't see it yet, you know, find it. <laughs> and, and let's do it. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's coming out, um, expanding in like a week or two, but it's, it's um, kind of a hard watch. Well, uh, yeah, but it's not it's, hard to understand or follow, but it's, it's a hard watch. It's hard in the sense that it's dealing with, uh, you know, uh, you know, the, the Nazi uh, philosophy from a, I won't say, a, kind of from a non-judgmental sort of place. Right. It's just kind of showing you something, um, which is pretty provocative i i guess you could say yeah i don't know I, but yeah it's it's i it's not the hardest holocaust film <laughs> to watch no um because uh it's mostly about the people and not the actual uh, right killing yeah but that's the killings kind of the background thing yeah but no so it's it's good uh next we had best animated feature which is which is always fun uh like so this is my second year but i always look at nominations and i'm always like yeah there's like two two maybe three good films and then some filler oh yeah this year was great this year was great we had we had uh, miyazaki's the boy and the heron we had nimona on netflix uh, robot dreams spider-man across the spider-verse there's a shocker and teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem uh I had, we all had favorites. Everyone, I think, rolling in was just convinced as soon as this year started that Spider-Man was just going to run away with, with this. Um, but again, surprisingly, strong category, lots of spirited discussion. 
especially about yeah. and spoiler alert spider we did let spider-man win um but the most spirited conversation in that room was probably about the runner-up which is a film that probably no one has seen yet uh or it hasn't because i don't think it has a it doesn't have a u.s distribution yet. it's called robot dreams it's it's neon so it will be coming out um but but uh yeah i mean it's it's a kind of a strange thing in the sense i believe it's french uh, there's not really dialogue. There is no dialogue. The movie, so it, you you really can't say it does take place in New York. So, uh, uh, is it New York? Yeah, it feels like it. New York or you know New Jersey, well, you yeah, know Atlantic, Atlantic City kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Atlantic City is probably the more accurate. Anyway, um, but no, I think they. Well, and then I think we also should point out that that list of those those five films doesn't include one of the uh, traditional powerhouses. Uh, Illumination. Illumination or really Pixar or Disney. That's true. We do, uh, we do not have Wish. We do not have uh, so, Migration. We do not have... Yeah, that there's a lot of so, conspicuous absence. Anyway, so... I, that I think is interesting, and 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 also not a bad thing. Um, I I think that clearly um, some people need to kind of step up their game a little bit if they they want to you know go back to being the favorites of you know. Yeah. Um, I think it's been, I think it's been a few years. I mean, Pixar used to be you'd almost just right. put them as a, in the first or runner up position. Yeah. They're just going to happen um oh yeah elemental that was the other one yeah, elemental, elemental uh, and they, this year, not there not there and and i would argue they didn't deserve to be you know so um yeah so it's you know but yes uh i think i think what happened though too and this is always kind of is there are some people who discovered uh uh robot dreams and got really passionate about it and kind of made sure everyone else watched it um, because there hasn't been a lot of conversation uh, or, you know, hasn't, there's, there's not a lot of buzz that's been going on for it. Um, and I think we all, okay, let, let, let's see what's going on. And for me, it wasn't until the very last scene that I, I was willing to go, okay, yeah, this is a really, really interesting movie. Yeah. Um, but once I, once, you know, I thought it was good um a little weird and i heaven knows i, I like something that's a little weird it um, is uh but it it's it, you know it 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 was uh a wonderful expira- exploration of uh, relationships and timing and you know whatnot so but yeah i think that's interesting because i don't know that uh, a lot of people have even even heard of it um so it's, but it's definitely something I think that people should see, and I think a lot of people will initially look at the animation style and be a little. Yeah, uh, it's it 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 it's, it feels very retro. Yeah. But a lot a lot of European animation feels that way. Yes, and it's it's pretty simplistic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's not. That's not a knock on its quality. No. At all. And it it doesn't have to be a a bad thing. Uh, it it can be. If you yeah. don't make a, I mean, actually, ultimately, is your movie any good? And this one, yes, the yep. movie's fantastic. So, right. but um, yes, but but, but Spider Man did win. Yes, 
but it was spirited and f- probably closer than anybody thought when Spider-Man came out. Well, but I, yeah, but I, I think what, you know, when Spider-Man came out, we hadn't seen a lot of these other films. Yeah. Um, there was also a huge push for uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There actually which was, I, which, you know, which I think might surprise people the most. Um, and whereas, you know, I, I, when, it, when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, when we saw it, uh, I basically said, well, if Spider-Man hadn't come out, this very well could have been my vote. Um, it wouldn't have been. Um, it, but it is. It, it, but it was like one of my top five animated films of the year. So, yeah. I think, uh, I think the most surprising thing to come out of that discussion before we move on is the fact that we all agreed that that the the weirdest thing we said was the Miyazaki film is the worst one in the group. And I don't know that I completely agree with that, but I don't completely not agree with right. that. Right, yeah. I, 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 again, we're not saying it is bad at all. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just weird. Maybe maybe it's hard for me to, you know... To hear the that. word bad or worst and, and Miyazaki yeah. in the same sentence? Yeah, I know, right? Particularly when it, it's a, a movie that I really liked. Um but you know, if I broke it down, it, it's possible that it's fourth or fifth. So, but yeah, but again, that that speaks to the uh, the quality um, of the category. Was, yeah, we said that a lot. Thing. We said we said this is a really strong category a lot. Yesterday when we did these votes, uh, so yeah, so, uh, speak. Uh, so 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 next up, we we went to best documentary feature, uh, which was Twenty Days in Mariupol about the war in Ukraine, uh, American Symphony about John Baptiste. Baptiste, uh, Beyond Utopia about uh, North Korean uh, asylum seekers. Uh, the Mission about a, a kid wants to go contact the last uncontacted tribe in the world and bring them the word. Uh, and still the Mike, a Michael a Michael J. Fox movie, I believe. I think we've got that labeled wrong, but it's the Michael J. Fox documentary. Um, which I saw at Sundance, and I didn't think I was going to be able to. I, 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 watched, I did the press line, and I watched the movie at Sundance. It's a great film. Uh, again, five really good documentaries. Um, and there was a lot of talk about a lot of these as well. Um, and we wound up... I, I'm actually surprised, and more surprised about that we chose the second place. Uh, what film we chose second, because I didn't have it as one or two. Um I still the Michael J. Fox movie. We 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 named that the best documentary. It, yeah, it, it's it's a it's a nostalgia pick. It's a sentimental pick. It's a great documentary. I thought it. I thought it was a little yeah. easy to pick. Well, I, maybe, um, but I, I mean, you do think about the incorporation of Michael J. Fox's films. Yeah, and how they weave that into the story. Um, there's, it's not an, as easy of a documentary to make um, as you may have thought. I mean, as you may think, uh, I think there was a lot of craft in there and a lot of skill in there, um, you know, and, and yeah, I'm sure there's a certain element of, of sentimentality. Um, we're all, I think, in or most of us in the room, you know, grew yes. up with Michael J. Fox. Yep. Um, and so I think, yeah, uh, I, I think, I think, but with documentaries, it's difficult because is this the most important documentary um maybe not um you there's arguments for 
you know, any any film that's taking place during an actual war right. where journalists are, you know, under uh, constant, they're in constant danger and being bombed and, and whatnot. Um, so 20 Days Maybe is the most relevant at the moment. Um, yeah. But yeah. we're not necessarily doing the best relevant right. film. And um, and people people look for different things in in documentaries. Uh, and I like I said I, I I my first choice and my argument was for Twenty Days in Mariupol. Um, which I, I I would have been totally fine if that um, had won. Yeah, there's a, there's I mean, only one on this list that I didn't care for, uh, hmm. and I'm not going to name it. But but the second place finish was the mission, which uh, that surprised me. That that I, I, I thought in the face of everything else, I thought that that one wouldn't finish that high. I, I have a suspicion that um, this is one of those categories where everybody kind of got together and said, you know what? Yeah, I can, I can support the Michael J. Fox. There was some, you know, the, the, uh, the conversation about it was pretty strong. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of us were like, yeah, I could, yeah, I could go with that. And so I think there was only a couple of people who wouldn't go along with that sort of thing or meant you know and, and they pick the mission but i think if you take the michael j fox documentary out um the mission that doesn't mean that the mission would have won because no. i don't think it would have um I, I you know i i think that's one of those strange anomalies that again that you don't really know the whole story based on um you yep. know uh, just looking at what what happened um some other categories that's different, but um, you know, uh, this one I, I, I honestly believe that Twenty Days of Miracle probably would have um, won if we didn't have still problem. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, best visual effects, which is always fun because then you start arguing about what's a visual effect. Yeah. Um, so, so, so we had the creator, Godzilla minus one, Guardians Volume Three, Poor Things, which is it is it wide yet? Um, yes. Okay, and then Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, I don't know if animation is, is a visual effect or not, but that's neither here nor there for the purposes of this discussion. Um, sure. Somewhat surprisingly, we picked Godzilla Minus One. Um, my argument against that was that the movie was not, that wasn't a, it wasn't an effects-dependent film. Uh, not to yeah. downplay what was there. Wow, but it, it, it more, it's more effects reliant than you know than a lot of the other films that we talked about this year. Yeah, the other you know it is it it does you know it, it has Godzilla in it. right, which is uh, yeah he's an effect. Sorry, what it or so, is he? Sometimes I think he's a man in a suit. Uh, yeah, but that I, but that was part of the argument. The yeah. fact that we're not entirely sure which is which. Um, yeah, and. I think I think we because we were weren't able to really we couldn't justify giving Godzilla the um, non English yeah um, but I think we all really had a or, or most of us I think really had a, a you know were really what um, kind of beguiled and kind of loved Godzilla, Godzilla minus yeah. one I mean yeah. I think. I think, and, and for some people, uh, you know, there was someone, you know, made the comment about, you know, it, this was uh, probably the best Godzilla. Yeah. Someone, yeah, somebody made that about comment. People and, and culture and stuff. 
But it, it, the best Godzilla films were always about people and situations where things, you know. I, so I, it, that that element was, I think. But I think it might be the the. It's a classic Godzilla mm-hmm. narrative, and, and I think that that there again in this category, I think that there was a, a debate, um, you know, on performance versus. You know, animation versus. I mean, there was yep. there was all sorts of stuff that we that dove into on this one. Um, but I think the sentimentality, not that Godzilla doesn't deserve it, but I think um, it's the the compromise that happens sometimes yeah. when you vote is you end up going for maybe the film that that you don't think is the best, but that you have absolutely no issue right with winning. Um, and I think that's kind of what happened in this category because I mean, there's no question that Guardians uses. Guardians of the Galaxy uses far yeah. more effects. Yeah. Um, and does animation fit into this? And well, that's you know, a competition for another time. But yeah, it is. Uh, but but Godzilla. So Godzilla beat the creator. Yeah. Great special effects. You know, nearly seamlessly integrated this world and, and poor things was so there was a tie for second place. Uh, my argument against poor things was that I felt like I would they shot it in the volume. Where Disney shoots all of their Marvel shows now, um, and so I don't. It, it just felt wrong to me. So uh, I, I think it, I think in the, I think Poor Things was supposed to feel wrong, and that was part of the. But but well, again, yeah, that's again that's another conversation. Um, it it would have been in my list, but I don't. I I, I was you know perfectly happy with how we voted. Yep. Uh, then, the, the, then uh, the wonky category for all the film wonks out there: film editing, best editing. Uh, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. This is where I made a made, I made an argument that apparently changed Scott's mind. Yes, and I think it was. Uh, I, uh, it's it's based on the nature of. Um, I mean, your argument was basically: look, you know, you make an animated film. Not like you can go. Okay, that transition doesn't work. Let's go shoot something else. Um, they would have to create something entirely. So yes, the transitions and things in in, in Spider Man. Um, I think there's more thought that gets put into it, and, I, I, and you know, I think a lot of us hadn't really thought about that. Um, so yeah, so I, yeah, so I was I was fairly impressed that that argument uh, kind of won him over, which led to Spider Man winning Best Editing, um, which. Which is weird when I, I say, is is animation a special effect? But then I say you can edit your, your animation. But it, it does make sense when you think about it in, in the terms of you don't, you don't shoot sections of animation from four different angles and pick the best one in the, in the editing bay. The, you know, the thing is almost pre-edited, and then it's actually put together at the end. So my yeah, argument was that it's even more impressive what they managed to do. Sure, and 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 there inevitably will be things that, that get cut out, right? Um, more, more so, you know, in, in, in that that they will finesse a lot of the transitions and things, and particularly in a, a film uh, like Spider-Man that is using so many styles. Um, you have to you have to be you know. It, uh, seamless yeah uh, really uh, and, and in, then in the, editing, so. the the biggest change you can make is maybe pulling someone in to do some adr to change a couple yeah. lines of dialogue that you don't have to change the animation for so you know so this so that's nice so yeah so spider-man won but 
again, we had a tie for second place between the holdovers and Oppenheimer. And Oppenheimer actually had a really good push at the beginning in, during the discussion uh, for for to win. Um, so I, I'm not surprised that it finished second. The holdovers, I'm actually kind of surprised finished second, but I think well, that's another quirk of the of the counting. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that was another one where um, you had a few people who were very passionate about it. Yeah, and by few, I think maybe two or three. Um, yeah, and 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 you know, uh, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the holdovers. I think partially, and and this is this is on me. Um, and and we, we can acknowledge sometimes that the reason why we don't like movies is, is something yeah. that's exclusively just to the, the person watching it. But I, I, I felt like there are, I, what, um, I just felt like it, it, it wasn't the relationship between teacher and student in that wasn't really as convincing and as compelling as I wanted it to be. I right. think as someone who's, had a pretty close relationship with some of their professors um, at university and whatnot. Um, it just didn't quite do for me um, like the story I would tell. So that's, again, that's on me. Yeah. That's, but it, you know, it's one of those categories and, and it, that's a film that's not for everyone either. It's not a big blockbuster. It's quiet um, and all that. So, yeah, but it did finish second with Oppenheimer in editing. So, uh, Another quasi wonky one, best original score. Yeah. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, which is the first time we'll we will have said this this Absolutely. movie. <laughs> Poor Things, uh, and Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Uh, scores are important. Everyone wants different things from them. In different films, they perform different functions, uh, and so you have to balance those out. The winner here was Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, which beat out Poor Things. Um, this this is a hard category to discuss, so I don't want to spend too much time on it. Uh, are you happy with the result? Was it your first, was was Killers your first or second choice? No, but <laughs> it wasn't mine either. Uh, but, <laughs> so, with, with that, but that said, you know, I mean, I was, I, I. Film I would probably pick wasn't even on the list, so I wanted the you know. I wanted the killer. Oh yeah, exactly. That's, I that's I, exactly I, I, I love think. that soundtrack, that that score. Oh my god! That if you have not watched that on Netflix, by the way, yeah. please go watch that yeah, on Netflix. That, well, that's a, and that's a film that I that I like that hasn't gotten a lot of publicity for some reason. Uh, I don't. I, you know, I, I really like the killer. Go, yeah, go. I think we talked about that one. Go find our episode yeah. on the killer. We both really uh, did enjoy that. I think a lot more than we expected to. Uh, we thought it was. Uh, I think we thought it was going to be a fun, it, a fun romp, but. It, it, but it was, and it's it's funny because I don't know that. I mean, it's fun in the sense that oh, Fincher's doing Fincher, um, and, and messing with you a little bit um, with you know what your expectations are. Um, and, and as you will probably hear later, that's something that film critics, we are drawn to films that don't do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, the killer probably would have been my first pick. Um, if this was sound design, maybe Spider-Man, yeah. uh, followed by the killer would have been my pick. Yeah. Um, of this group, uh, uh, you know, I, 
you know, Past Lives is a, not a very showy soundtrack. No, um, that was so my I, argument. I, yeah, and I think, and I think there are a lot of people who want something that they're going to right whistle, um, or you know, uh, that's going to almost sometimes they want a soundtrack that's more memorable than the film, yeah. um, or you know, but yeah. I, you know, I. I Look, I think a lot of us were bracing for kind of a landslide for um, Colors of Flower Moon. And um, as you will discover, that landslide actually didn't ever happen, which nope. I think is pretty interesting. Yep. But uh, what, there were there was some seismic shifts uh, in this. Uh, I guess this is, I mean, again, this is my second year voting with you. But I guess this is what the UFCA does is somehow weird things happen uh, and come out of these, well, these nominations. Uh, yeah. Every year or something. That, and this is, this is where the weird stuff comes up in a minute here, but, um, and weird as in just unexpected, slightly off the radar, slightly off the radar. not, not, you know, yep. um, not things that are completely out of a conversation, but things that maybe aren't considered uh, the front runners. Right. Anyway, um, I, I didn't, I, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, killers was the killer would have been my choice. So everything else kind of like felt okay. That, yeah, that like, yeah, I guess. Score. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's where um, I was at. And that's how I tend to feel about the, the, the category. Usually I have one or two that I'm really passionate about and, and quite a few that was like, well, yeah, that didn't get in the way. So, yeah. Um, uh, Another wonky category, which but everyone everyone realizes how important it is, but not everyone thinks about it. Uh, cinematography, yeah, which is weird. So uh, a gentleman named Rodrigo Prieto is nominated twice in this category for Barbie yeah. and Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, Matthew Labatique yeah. for Maestro, Hoyt von Hoytema from Oppenheimer, and Robbie Ryan for Poor Things. Um, yeah. So how does the film look? What you know, how is that composed on, on camera? How, you know, you think about the director, but the guy looking is the one that's interpreting what the director wants. Uh, so we get to this and we get, uh, Robbie Ryan for poor things. Uh, again, which I felt like was shot in the volume. So I didn't, I hated it. I, 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 well, I didn't hate it. That's a strong word. I didn't care for it. Uh, but it beat who I think a lot of people would have guessed the winner Oppenheimer just because Nolan's films always look so good. Yeah. And, and again, this is one of those categories where, um, you know, I mean, it's, 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 I, I think, uh, you know, I, I didn't like killers of the flower moon at all, but if you ask me about the cinematography, I would tell you that it's fantastic. Because it, it, it was, and it is. Um, and, you know, when we have a cinematographer who's nominated for two films. Yeah, that's nuts. It's kind of hard to be like, well, he, you know, I, maybe, you know, that, that should have gone a, a little differently. But, um, you know, I, I thought visually Poor Things did some really interesting stuff, um, you know, it, it's definitely in poor things. The visuals are part of the film, and in in a way that's more uh, what intrusive or more. I mean, uh, it, it's, it's definitely more dependent. It's it yeah. it it's very it's 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 a I think a higher percentage of the tone of the film it's than maybe some part, other yeah yeah some other ones but, are but so. 
but I mean, Oppenheimer, <sighs> there was some pretty great stuff in Oppenheimer. Um, you yeah, know, wow. uh, that, uh, that, you know, certain, certain shots that, that were non-traditional that were really cool. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I would have been fine with Oppenheimer. I would have, I would have been fine with actually pretty much any of these. Um, yeah, they were all, I mean, like I said, I, poor things I have my, that's me, but they all look great. Uh, and they all, they're all, they all do some, some neat stuff. And, and they, I, think, I think this category is a little, I don't know if easier is the thing, but, uh, it, it, you, you, you remember the films that kind of dazzle you. Yeah. For one reason or another. And so I think, I think actually cinematography, um, we don't have a hard to, it's not as hard to judge as uh soundtrack i yep. guess or score um yeah it is it it's 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 a little easier um best adapted screenplay uh christopher nolan for oppenheimer cord jefferson for american fiction go watch american fiction uh eric roth and martin scorsese killers of the flower moon kelly freeman craig are you there god it's me margaret and Tony McNamara, Poor Things. Those are all adapted uh, from previous materials. And in the first weird, I won't say weird, first maybe slightly unexpected result, uh, the winner was, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, because you're not rating this against what they're adapting you're no. rating this as how well did you adapt how do, how how good a film did you make yeah. or how good a screenplay did you make based on existing materials and god bless it are you there god it's me margaret is a great movie it's really yeah. well put together yeah and and i think that um yeah i mean to a certain degree we've always had a reputation of ignoring what the sure favorite is. Um, uh, and I think it almost comes across as like, I, I think this year there, there's some films that we, uh, we all really, really liked that may not have actually won anything. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think Oppenheimer um, in this category was, was something that you, traditionally speaking, I think there will be people who, would argue that Oppenheimer, you know, you're taking an entire life, you're, or at least a section, a large section of a person's life, um, and, and, yeah. and putting it into a three-hour movie, and that's never easy. No, I'm I'm um, about halfway through the book that he adapted. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of Oppenheimer, it tied with American Fiction for second place. So and, and three incredibly well, yeah. No, actually, I would yeah go the three incredibly different films. Yes, they're not even. To, trying to do radically different things yes um you know uh, i think the scope of um american fiction and are you there god or are maybe more similar but and uh, you know oppenheimer is definitely a a bigger epic sort of production um yeah i don't know it's it's it's, it's an interesting debate because you know i mean the idea that oppenheimer took some things that are traditionally kind of boring Yep. Uh, and those would be like courtroom scenes and things like that and, and made them more, a little more compelling than, than they might have been otherwise. You know, there's, there's always kind of a, 
uh, I don't know. You, I'm never a hundred percent happy with even the list that I make um, for the writing because I, I, you know, a lot of times it's like uh, I just prefer to acknowledge good writing and not try to say, well, what is the best? Because right. that becomes incredibly objective. Yeah. Uh, but on that note, we moved to best original screenplay, uh, not based on existing material or an existing thing. Uh, Celine Song for Past Lives, David Hemmingson for The Holdovers, Greta Gerwig, Noah Bumbach for Barbie, which some people are calling Adapted. Uh, even though it's based well, on a toy, yes. but there's no Barbie book. There's a, it's a, eh, so well, we we went original. I, uh, yeah, and I would I would argue that this is not based on this is not a, a Barbie movie that's based on any of the other Barbie movies. Right. There's there's yeah I mean there's it's I I, I yeah it's it's you know, no it's and a, it's a weird it's a weird sort of thing, um, and I see the argument you know, for the other side of it as well. But, yeah. But um, yeah, but the other two, the other two uh, were uh, for anatomy of a fall and uh, may December. Mm-hmm. Um, this is weird. Cause I, I only really liked a couple that I thought were like standouts in this category. Um, and so Greta Gerwig and Noah Bombach finished second for Barbie. Uh, behind Celine's song for past lives. You'll note that's the second time we've said that name. Um, because that's, it's, it's a, it's just a very well constructed script. The story. I mean, yeah, it's again, yeah. it's, it is what it is. It, uh, I believe at some point I said it's, it, it's as big as it needs to be. It's as small as it needs to be. It's as quiet as it needs to be. Um, it's just very well put together and it's doing something completely different than what Barbie is doing. Um, I'm not saying that's why it won. They're two dis- again. Those are two distinct things. Yeah, I think. But I think the thing that links the two of them is they um, go against uh, traditional type or form or expectation. I think. I mean, both of those films. I think did that. Um, I, yeah, you know, it's no secret that I'm a huge fan of Past Lives. I happened since the, the day I saw it, um, mostly because. I wasn't expecting what happened and I wasn't expecting to be emotionally involved in the way that I was, yep. um, and, and whatnot. So, um, I wasn't as emotionally involved with Barbie, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a, you know, that the script isn't as good. Um, again, I prefer to just be in a position where we can say these scripts are great. Go see those movies. Yeah. Uh, but we, we, we're not. And yeah. There we are, I, you know, and that, and, you know, the argument about Oppenheimer making courtroom things interesting would probably apply to Anatomy of the Fall as well. Yeah, that's that's oh, true. Yeah. A lot of courtroom scenes but. in there. Craziness. Um. Hey, everyone, welcome back to season nine of the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast. If you like what you're seeing and hearing, please feel free to like us, share us. Follow us wherever you're listening to us, actually. Uh, If you're on YouTube, click subscribe. That would be great. Go to the website at vsmoviepodcast.com, and that will give you links to all of our socials. It'll give you write-ups of stuff that's not audio, but you'll get pretty much everything there. So if you like what you're seeing and hearing, make sure you share it with everyone else. Now let's get back to the show. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A home, uh, a UFCA unique category. Uh, the Vice Martin Award for Performance in a Science Fiction, Fantasy, or Horror Film. Uh, would you care to explain Vice Martin? Sure. Um, Jeff Vice and Jimmy Martin were um, were, were critics um, that were part of the UFCA who who uh, passed away while part of the UFCA and in, in, in kind of surprising. Um, it wasn't an age, it was, you know, incidents and sort of things. And, and both of them were kind of cut from a, a same cloth, um, you know, uh, and they were both champions of, um, you know, uh, of science fiction and of horror and uh, some of the movies that typically don't get the uh, right amount of attention. Um, I, I, this is a hard category for me. Um, I think some people never met Jimmy or Jeff um, approach it in a way that the people that knew them uh, it, they approach it differently um, you know is, is, is the award are we awarding the best um, element of, of you know sci-fi horror or whatever of the year or are we going for the film that they would have voted for um, and I think there was some I, I think there's a part of it that it's no, it's the film that they would have voted for. But what's problematic about that is not everybody knew them. Right. Um, I so, have I had a passing I, knowledge of Jimmy Martin, um, not Jeff, yeah, and I was hardly close to Jimmy Martin. Uh, but I had encountered him on a couple times, and I'd seen him talk about movies. So you know, I at least have that. Some of us don't. Yeah, um, and, so, and a lot of them. Lot yeah. Of. So it's 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 an interesting category. So yeah, so it's so the the, the nominees, I, you know, Bradley Cooper for Guardians Three as Rocket, Chris Pine in Dungeons and Dragons, Emma Stone in Poor Things, Iman Vellani in The Marvels, and Nicolas Cage in Renfield. Renfield, excuse me, uh, who was actually one of my nominees. Um, so you look at how I. I want to think that the the two the the, the winner and the runner up are the two most likely picks Jimmy would have made, maybe not in the order. Uh, but that's I think, that I think there's you could argue I yeah I uh, I I don't think Chris Pine would have no I, look Dungeons and Dragons was was a, a fun yes. um, nostalgic for some of us movie that that worked incredibly well and does deserve to be um at least you know if you if you like fantasy films it needs uh, to be appreciated you need to you need to go see dungeons and dragons uh, which is something that we didn't say for the last 
couple Dungeons and right. Dragons films. So, you know, I mean, again, that's a film that we kind of went in going, are they going to do this right? Are they going to, you know, mess this up again? And, oh, look at that. They, they did it better than we expected. Yep. Um, but, but, yeah, I think... I I think ultimately I'm I'm comfortable with uh, how we went, and I think you're probably right on the the two choices. Yeah. So so Iman Vellani for the Marvels, whom I have loved since the the series that everyone else seems to loathe because I love her energy, I love her spirit, I love that she is Kamala Khan. I think, I, I think I don't think I don't know. I would say that's. Oh, what I don't I think the, the there's a vocal group that doesn't like it. Yeah, but I think there's a vocal group about anything that has a female cast, uh, a female lead that they don't like. That's yeah, um, and that's and that's very reductive. But if you look at a lot of the people, they they have the exact same you know complaint about every film that is, features a woman, and they have no issue if it that character had been a man. Right. Um, Anyway, um, runner-up was Nicolas Cage in Renfield, uh, who yeah. some of us wanted to nominate also for Dream Scenario, uh, yeah. but I didn't. Uh, I had to pick. I didn't want to split the Nick Cage vote. I love those two choices. Those would be my top yeah. two for this category. I, and, I, and knowing, I, I think, yeah, yes, I, I, and I think that both of those fall into a space that's kind of in between best and what would they have chosen? Uh, you know, I think, I think they would have been fans of those two movies films and would have, um, would have enjoyed them. I think, but you know, uh, but I thought, yeah, so I thought, I thought we did okay. Yeah. Uh, best. Okay. So then we get into, we're into the acting categories, obviously we're, so we're going to wrap this up. Uh, best ensemble cast, you know, how well does your group of people work together? And we had air, if you remember the Nike movie from way back at the beginning of the year, Barbie, the holdovers, the iron claw and Oppenheimer. Um, yeah. And, and the, sure. Those are pretty good movies across the board. And, and, and there were a number of other films that probably could have gone into that. I actually like kind of where this conversation went for this one, because we talked about, you know, in a lot of ensemble films, you still have one or two, you know, actors who are essentially the main force of that ensemble. Um, and you could argue that Zac Efron's character in um, Iron Claw, that, that he's a little bit more front and center than everyone else. But I think that movie works only because all of those performances work. Yep. Which is why we won, which, which is why we picked that as the winner, the Iron Claw. If you haven't seen the Iron Claw, don't don't poo poo it because it's about wrestling, quote unquote. Um, no, it's, it's not really about. It's yeah, not really anyway. about wrestling. <laughs> uh, there's wrestling in it, but it's not really about wrestling. It's not about. Yeah, it, it's 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 fabulous in that, in that whole cast together. Uh, and then uh, the runner up, we had the holdovers, which is really an ensemble of about three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so and, that was my uh, that would have been my chief argument against this film is that it's not. It it feels more like a conventional group of people than a, a more of an ensemble kind of. Sure, the chair. Yeah, and and they all kind of. I think that's interesting about the the holdovers too. Is those three characters often the interaction is only with one of the other characters, 
So there's not that many times where you have all three of them. Right. Um, actually together. And so that's kind of a, yeah, another weird quirk of the film, but, um, but there were, there were some people who, uh, let's be clear, loved the holdovers. Absolutely. Just love. I liked it. I I mean, I I enjoyed the film. And that's where I am on it. As I I did mention that I have some personal issues, but I I understand that again, that, right. You know, those, but, um, I, I don't really know that, it belonged on this list and would have been the second for anyone. Um, I, I'm a little surprised that actually that because there was, there's uh, yeah. that, that we, there wasn't everyone, no one was vocally against, um, Iron Claw. No. And I thought there might be some pushback, but there wasn't. Um, yeah, that was, that was really fun. It's like, we all agree here, right? <laughs> so let's talk right, about well, who or not. So, uh, best supporting performance uh, for female. Uh, so we had America Ferrera for Barbie, uh, Divine Joy Randolph from The Holdovers, Emily Blunt in Oppenheimer, Rachel McAdams in Are You There, Goddess Me, Margaret, and uh, Sandra Huller from For the Zone of Interest. Um, I almost wish that we didn't have Emily Blunt, that we'd had uh, Florence Pugh for Oppenheimer, if we were going to pick one out of Oppenheimer. I don't know because I'm uh, Oppenheimer. It, it, but again, is it performance or writing sort of issue? Yeah, I, there's a lot that goes into. I, I don't. I wouldn't disagree with what you said, but um, I, you know, I wasn't by any means upset that it was um, Emily Blonde of the two. Um, and again, this is a category where we're comparing apples to oranges. <laughs> in a lot yeah, of cases. we really are. And, and so, but I thought we had a strong list. Um, yeah, uh, we did performances in there. Uh, and so the winner, and, and, and uh, again, this is another one of those lists where I probably, yeah, been okay. Yeah. It's, so yeah, the winner was uh, divine joy Randolph for the holdovers with uh, Sandra Hula from the zone of interest, uh, as the runner up, um, so that was that was a, an interesting talk because the the, the Nazi movie won. Um, best supporting performance for the male: Charles Melton for May December, Dominic Sessa for The Holdovers, Mark Ruffalo Poor Things, Robert Downey Jr. and Oppenheimer, and Ryan Gosling for Barbie. Oh look, we've said Barbie again. Yeah. Um, best supporting actor. Uh, so this was kind of a spirit, spirited discussion as well um my argument was that uh the guy that won if he's not in the film if he doesn't perform as well as he does the film doesn't work whereas all of the other nominees that film can recover from a sub excellent performance by any of those nominees uh and so the the winner wound up being dominic sessa for the holdovers uh, partly because there was actually a lot of support for him going in anyway, but this is his first movie. Yeah, and and I, I don't necessarily like that argument. I don't. Because, I don't either. No, I, I, uh, that that had no bearing. I mean, you you have to acknowledge it. You're like, wow, good job. But you then you look at the performance. You go, wow, good job. You yeah, know, <laughs> I mean, and and I'm not gonna. You know, I, I, I well, I think you know, with May December. Um, I have issues with that movie. Yeah, uh, I so I, 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 so uh, I, I absolutely love that movie. 
Um, and I, you know, but again, I, I think there were some, I think a lot of us, there were a lot of us who liked it and a lot of people who, who were indifferent to it. And, and um, I think it was kind of inevitable with some of the passion in the room that Holdovers was going to get some stuff. Yeah. Um, and I don't really have, I, again, I wasn't blown away by that performance, but I also, I guess I, you know, I wasn't taken out of the moment. I didn't think it was bad by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. So again, this is kind of a, uh, an apples to oranges sort of thing. And it was, it was know, another uh, strong category, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not embarrassed by it. I, I don't know that I would passionately say, Oh, we got this one absolutely right. Yep. Well, I know I wouldn't, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, best lead performance by a male. Uh, Andrew Scott, All of Us Strangers, Bradley Cooper for Maestros, Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction, go watch American Fiction, Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers. Uh, lots of conversation on this one, too. Again, it's a pretty strong category. It is, and, and they're different performances. and different. Uh, uh, yeah. And there was a second round of balloting on this one, yes. I believe. Uh, but the winner came out in a very tight race uh, as Andrew Scott for all of us strangers, uh, barely beating Jeffrey Wright from American fiction, two great performances that you could easily reverse in terms of winner on second place. Uh, but I also think this is another category. Well, no, maybe this is, this could have almost gone any direction. Um, you know, I, I think that there is a lot of love for Oppenheimer. There's a lot of love for Barbie in the room. Um, and I think that, you know, that they could have almost, I mean, in fact, you know, because this was such a tight category, um, you know, a lot of it relied on people having to compromise. Yeah. Essentially what happens, um, you know, it's like, okay, of, of these last two choices, what would I take? Right. And those may not have been your top two choices. Yeah. Um, but the, the, you know, the, what, what we're doing is, we go into that room and we're not coming out until we have a decision. And unlike Congress, right. We're really not coming out of the room until we have a decision. And so, um, there, there is an element. And, and I think we should know that, you know, the, the Salt Lake film critics mostly get along really, really well. I think we're all, um, more so than some other critic groups. <laughs> um, we, there, there are certain groups where everyone's against each other and can't stand each other or, you know, saying, and I think, um, that were not that at all. And so sometimes what happens is, is someone, um, will express a, a deep passion about something and it, it, you know, and that's what these, why we talk about the films. Um, and, and Adam really had a, a love for this movie. Um, and I, and I think, you know, I, I liked a lot of it as well. Um, so, you know, when the I he, he passionately puts forward a plea, I think, okay, I can I can do. You know, I think that's yeah. what happened to a certain extent here, is that, you know, you're like, you know what, you're, you're not wrong. So yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm there was a lot of you're not wrong in here too. Uh, so yeah, so Andrew Scott beat barely beats Jeffrey Wright for a best lead actor. Uh, but I think, good, which is which was really surprising. Actually, the Jeffrey Wright was surprising. Yeah. Um, well, it, yeah, just oh, to hear Jeffrey Wright. But no, you've watched the movie. You're like, oh, 
Yeah. And again, not because it's undeserved. No, Um, it is totally deserved. But but again, this is a film that, you know, American fiction, there were a lot of people that we discovered that were really passionate about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, um, yeah, anyway, uh, which wasn't necessarily expected. Right. Uh, Best lead performance by an actress, female. Uh, Carrie Mulligan in Maestro, Emma Stone in Poor Things, Greta Lee in Past Lives, Lily Gladstone in Killers of the Flower Moon, and Natalie Portman in May-December. This one really revolved around, like, two names. Um, Yeah. And one of them, well, they both made the list, the end of the list. Uh, We all agreed that Lily Gladstone was the best part of Killers of the Flower Moon. Whatever anybody thought, whether we whether a person really liked the movie or really didn't like the movie, everyone agreed that Lily Gladstone was the best part of that movie. Uh, however, Emma Stone wins for Poor Things because way more people like Poor Things. Um, yeah. So, so Emma Stone wins Poor Things for Poor Things, uh, beating in another tie for second. Greta Lee for Past Lives and Lily Gladstone from Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, I this is the first one that I don't I don't like. I hate to say don't like the result. This isn't my preferred result at all. Um, Sure, but you know, my 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 choice was second, and it was it it wasn't. But it wasn't close. And it's a group. It's a group award. These aren't Mark's awards. So uh, (laughs) Mark has to live with that. Uh, So yeah. I, and you know there there are people on there that I mean I it, it's hard for me to not vote for Natalie Portman because I've been a Natalie Portman fan for a, a very very long time yeah um, and her performance was great um, but I don't know that I would put it above some I don't you know again this is the, I, I I don't necessarily like awards because it, it seems you you have a winner and everyone else just wasn't good enough. And that that's not the case, you know. Um, I think, you know, the work that Emma Stone did on Poor Things, um, she carries that movie. It's she's the centerpiece. Um, without her, that film doesn't yeah. work. Um, you know, I could argue for it. Um, I could probably argue against it as well um, because she's she's doing a very what. Um, not necessarily a real person right. thing it's there's there's a clear you know this is this is what this character is and you need to go and we just need to, to be a child who develops into a you know and yeah. you just have to think about where they are on the development scale right um uh, i'm fine with it um yeah it's you know it's it, it's, it's going to get a lot of love by everyone else too. So, um, and then, okay. So, so there's two actual categories left, which is directing and picture. However, there was one other twist we threw in this year, um, because of a lot of talk about, uh, gender specific categories and under gendered categories. We came up with a category best overall performance. So we took our four winners, best, 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 and best supporting, and best supporting, uh, and we threw them all in a bucket, uh, and we voted to see which. Because sometimes the best performance of the year can come from a supporting actor or actress, supporting character. So uh, obviously, this that's year's not where this one, that's not where this one went, though. No, I would argue. 
Yeah. Uh, so we so we threw in uh, uh, Andrew Scott, Emma Stone, Dominic Sessa, and Devon Joy, Joy Randolph. And out of those, Emma Stone and uh, won for best overall performance, and Devon Joy Randolph was finished second. So uh, the two ladies Perfect. put in the best. Yeah, we decided oh, had the best performances of the year yeah, overall. This is- because people, there were people who were incredibly passionate about those two films. Yeah. Um, and whereas I think a lot of the rest of us were not, didn't necessarily feel like their first choice was representative or, you know, was there. Right. Necessarily. Uh, next year, next so, year, I'm going to suggest that we add the winner of the Vice Martin. Sure. Or uh, whatever. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, yeah. So yeah, it's a, but yeah, so it was a different category. We mixed it up. We kind of you know compared all the apples to apples, and then we compared the apples to oranges, and that's what we came up with. So let us know what you think about those, uh, if you want. Um, last two, achievement in directing: Celine Song for Bass Lives, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, Greta Gerwig for Barbie, Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon, and Yogos Lanthimos for Poor Things. Uh, in a move that will surprise. Uh, if you've been paying attention, will surprise everyone. Uh, Yorgos Lanthimos for Poor Things did not win. Um, shockingly, for probably for some people. Well, I, I, I but I, I can tell you why. Um, uh, well, because it's because Celine Song for Past Lives did a better job. Well, and <laughs> also, well, yes, and I think we're in a situation here where. Even the people who loved Poor Things, the majority of them still thought Past Lives was a better movie. Um, and maybe not necessarily, uh, you know, performance. Again, this is a film that relies heavily on the artistic vision of the director, who also was the writer. Yep. And, um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that kind of get factored into it. It's not necessarily the person who directed the most. Right. Um, which would not be. Uh, this, this, in fact, this might be the director who directed the least if you want to, you know, or yeah. had, but, or whatnot. Anyway. Um, and I think, you know, that's the thing. I think the key was that, that there's a lot of films that, that, uh, you know, poor things. I think a lot of people really liked it, but I think that they all had to acknowledge that, or for the, you know, at all, not all, but for the yeah. most part had to acknowledge that past lives was actually a better movie. Yep. Um, and if there was a film that we all kind of agree on that no one really had anything tremendously negative to say, yep, Past Lives was that film. That that um, was that was the I think my closing argument when we went to Best Picture was yeah. the holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, and Poor Things. My argument was that you can pick at any of those other four movies, but you can't really find anything to pick at on past lives you you there's it, they, it's just not there it is just not there and it had the we, we it had the yeah. best screenplay and the best yeah. director and you yeah. can't find anything to take it down for well because uh, the performances while maybe not stand out are good yeah um the cinematography while maybe not stand out really good yeah the editing while maybe not a standout really good this movie's tight yeah this movie is you know there's no there really isn't going to be an argument of you could cut this no there's no there's no there's no fat 
on that movie. You know, a lot of all. the other films, you could. Yeah. You you could make an argument that this could have been, you know, edited better. Um, so that's, yeah. I mean, I think Poor Things had a lot of support, but I think also there was, you know, uh, we weren't so enraptured with the, the what looked like could have been a landslide at the end of the day. Because it kind of felt like it, it could have been, yeah, um, but it didn't turn out. To, it didn't turn out to be that way. Nope. Um, so, and I, and I think, I think, it, you know, anyway. So yeah, so past lives wins best picture, and and poor things finishes in second. Uh, I'm okay with that. Again, it's not my second choice, but uh, I, I, I think I think once it was clear that past lives as a as a an end result is just so good, it just could yeah. not be there it just you couldn't you couldn't not put it as the best picture um and it's nice when that happens and everyone kind of looks at each other and goes yeah but i let but you know i can't really argue you can yeah, argue well, but think, you'd be doing it half-heartedly yeah i mean you know it's it's a, a film that goes against convention it's a film that is a romantic drama that puts the audience and and the characters to a certain extent in a position that you, you, you know, you, you feel like you need to choose um, a person over another person and you know what you're supposed to do based on tradition. Yep. But you also have to consider and acknowledge that maybe that's not actually the best way to, to go about looking at relationships. Yep. Absolutely. So I, and, and, and I think that was, that was also in, you know, robot dreams. Uh, there's certain things that you, you know, seeing other movies, well, this this had, or a lot, a lot more, um, I think, interesting things than some of the other films did. Yeah, uh, it's just it's just so it's just so solid from top to bottom. Uh, but you know, I think we, we should point out, you know, you know, Barbie was not a big winner. Nope. Um, Oppenheimer is not a big winner. And I think, but I think that you could argue that both or that all of us, if not most of us would recommend those two films over other films that did actually win, uh, in certain categories. Um, there was, there was a lot of love for Barbie. There was yep. a lot of love for Oppenheimer. Um, there's, you know, a few detractors for Oppenheimer, you know, I, but I think Barbie could have, um, in a different year, maybe, you know, taken some awards that it just didn't get this year. Yeah. Um, so that's, I mean, you, I've learned to live with that, but I, I do think that, you know, people will look at it and say, Oh gosh, well, they didn't like this movie or this, but they didn't like the, the, the movies that they were supposed to like. And well, yeah, we we sometimes go against the, what seems to be the, the obvious choice, but uh, we did like, yeah, it's not that we, I don't, I don't think that as a group, we hated any of the, obviously we, we didn't hate any of these movies. No, um, uh, you know, and again, going back to who had the most nominations going in, uh, Oppenheimer, those films, Killers of the Flower Moon, and uh, I think Barbie were the top yeah. three. Oppenheimer, Killers, Holdovers, and, and, Killers, Barbie, Oppenheimer, and, and Poor Things. And, yeah, so obviously there was a lot of us who, who nominated those films. Um, and who enjoyed those films and liked those films. It yep. just didn't turn out to be the, the, the people that we... Or, the, you know, yeah, it just we didn't translate at the end. Ballot math, yeah. baby. Ballot math. Uh, 
So there you go. Uh, so that that Utah Film Critics Association Awards for 2023. Uh, that's how we're kicking off 2024 here at the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast. Um, we're already seeing movies that we will be talking about. Uh, Sundance is coming up at the end of this month. Ryan and I are going to talk about that. Uh, we, and we saw a movie that we don't want to talk about. <laughs> uh, what, yeah, for, but for different reasons. Uh, so yeah, we and we won't talk about that. I don't know. We're going to talk about the one we're seeing Tuesday, uh, probably for different reasons. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely want to talk about it too. Uh, it will uh, it will be a rant or rave. One of the two, I think, is what's going to happen after Tuesday night. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but stick with us. We're back. This is season nine of the visually stunning movie podcast. We're going to try to be a little more regular for you. Uh, hopefully the business is back to being more regular. Hopefully we're out of all this. Hopefully the strike didn't screw up too much. Uh, but we're going to be talking about all of these movies. We're going to talk about some TV shows and we'll be talking about things like Sundance, uh, fan X later this year, as we always do. So, uh, stick with us. Uh, and uh, until we talk to you again, I'm Mark. That's Ryan. Bye Ryan. Uh, and we'll talk to you all later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 